Hey guys, this is Mason Bush with Code Hunting University Podcast. Welcome to the show. Code Hunting University is brought to you by Superior Hunting Lights. Superior, step up to the max. Use discount code CHUPODCAST at checkout on nighthunters.com. Conkey's Outdoors, hunting and hound supply store. We stand behind Conkey's and is the only hunting supply store that we personally recommend here at Coon Hunting University. You can find out more at conkeysoutdoors.com or find them on Facebook, Conkey's Outdoors, and give them a like. And GNR Cedar Dog Boxes. They make a high-quality cedar dog box at a great, affordable price. If you're in the market for a new dog box, reach out to Gavin at 615-962-5266. Hey guys, the State of Missouri Coon Hunters Association is hosting the annual Shriners Children's Benefit Hunt on September the 24th, 2022. If you'd like to donate, get in touch with Colton Ingram at 636-249-3330 or Larry Berman at 636-388-5420. Thanks. Hey guys, welcome back to Coon Hunting University Podcast. We sit down for episode number two with Scott Engel, Randy Morgan, and Greg Maynard. Hope y'all all enjoyed part one just as much as we did. I want y'all to know we really appreciate everybody's feedback here at Coon Hunting University. So I'm going to hand it off to Scott Engel. We jump right in to talking about one of the hottest dogs in the sport right now. Wipeout Echo. Um, Echo. Well, my good buddy Doug Jackson had him, and uh, and I respected Doug and Junior. I told you guys earlier they was like the kings when I grew up. You know, them two guys uh, set the the bar for what we're what we do now. Um, they they really raised the bar to the highest level as far as training. The the style of dogs they had was the style of dogs I like. Um, so I knew Doug had him, and I knew when Doug had him. Uh, he had to be pretty good. Um, no different than uh, several years before, I'd, I'd had a little female called Dark off of Mojo that we won the CHKC World Hunt with. I could pick any stud dog to breed to. I called Doug to breed to Slim, um, the Wipeout Slim dog. I'd hunted with that dog a half a dozen times, and I knew he was very good. You know, he was my kind. So that's what we bred Dark to. That's where After Dark and Moon and Dark 30, some of them dogs come from. But, uh, Anyway, back to Doug. Uh, Doug had him. I knew he was good. He come down to Randy's Invitational Hunter two years ago. Been in my mind, I had in my mind that that uh, that rodeo, uh, rodeo and Echo was probably the two two of my favorite dogs that I'd been with um, that year. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just had in my mind. Which now, back up, we win the World Hunt with with rodeo, so I know his days. You know, with us breeding two or three, four times a week, his days might be limited, you know. Um, so I always had Echo in my mind. We were, uh, we went to a, my wife and I went to an auction and Greg called and said, hey, Kevin, uh, I guess Kevin Cable had got him and had him two or three months and hadn't done a whole lot with him. Greg called and said, hey, Kevin's going to sell that dog. Um, he wants to sell him like now, you know. So I called Randy while we was there. I was in Morristown there. I called Randy and I said, well, I, I think this is, you know, we better do this. Um, like, I think this dog will work. Well, you never know. 
because another guy's had him for three or four months. You really don't know what he'd done to him or or what he is. And uh, Randy said, well, let's, let's get him. So I told Randy to give him a shout and check him out, and that's, that's kind of how we acquired him. Yeah. Not taking away from anything from anybody else because Doug's one, just everything, there's ever been one. And then uh, Kevin, he's, he's proven himself. And Echo no one eighty ninety thousand $90,000 when y'all got him. But did, did you do anything different to him? I know he, he kind of got, he kind of had a dry spell right there before y'all got him. Did, did you do anything different? Just let him be him or did you work, had to work on anything? Or? No, we really just, uh, you know, when we first got him, he was a different dog probably um, for about two weeks. It took him just to kind of get get used to us. Um, we got him on like a Monday and that following, I come down on Wednesday, the, the PKC World Hunt started on Monday, that following Monday. I hunted with him some down here. He didn't look very good. He looked all right. He looked good enough, but just but just good enough. I would call him. Uh, hunting two nights in the PKC World Hunt, and he looked okay, but not nothing great. And uh, then once I got him home, a week later, that's when all this kind of started. You know, he was just like, "Let's go," you know, uh, back to you know, kind of where Doug had had him at, and uh, you know, Doug. Doug kept that dog on point, and I'm sure he uh, he trained that dog to where he wanted him, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's kind of uh, – you were talking about how much respect you had for Doug's opinion. Uh, so when you when you bought him, was that kind of always in your head like, okay, we're not where we need to be yet, but I know if he ate if – if this dog ate Doug Jackson's feed, he's, he's got to be the real deal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I kind of knew that. When yeah. you seen them guys, when you seen Duggar Junior pull up to hunt with one, it, it was the one to beat there. Right. You know that that's Echo, been Echo was impressive. You know, we we hunted with him. I, I guided him at Mount Orb a few times and and judged him at Randy's hunt over here. You know, a few times when Doug had him, and uh, he was he was one that you just I felt when you seen him go, he was one that you kind of wanted on the end of your lead. You know, that's I remember. You know, go, Ward. He's not gonna. He's not gonna brag on another dog too much. He's just especially I mean, he, not Scots. Right. <laughs> so. But I remember when he uh, when he first hunted with Echo. He called me having a fit over just. He said, "I've never seen nothing like it." He said, "Because uh, I guess Doug had, Doug had recut him in a cast, and he said when he flew flew through there and jammed that coat, he said, "I." We, he said, "I got, I got beat." He said, "But I was tickled to get beat by one doing it like that." I was guiding that cast. Yeah, I, I think I watched yeah. it on Facebook. It, it was at Mount Orb, and uh, he had he had flew in there and treated coon, and and we got to him, and uh, got escorted. He added up a bush, and Doug had recut him, and I don't think anything else had kind of treated yet even, and he recut him, and man, it was just it didn't seem like man, it didn't seem like thirty seconds, and boom, he's treated in there again, so. I told Doug, I'm guiding. I said, uh, let me see your Garmin to see where, and when he fell treed, you know, Ward was like, GD, you know what I mean? <laughs> wow, you know, he, he was, he was, and, and it was, it was impressive. Well, I'm thinking, you know, hey, he's he's like, you know, 400 yards down here, you know, I'm going to see where he's at, which way we need to walk to him. He handed his, me his Garmin, and that thing was like 0. .7, you know, and just, just that quick. 
you know, in there. And that, that was probably, you know, I think that's when Ward, you know, Ward kind of seen the, man, this thing's special, you know, and same, same with me. When you see something go that quick, that fast, you know, a tree, and of course he had another one down there and it, it was over from that point, you know, first 30 minutes of the cast. I mean, he done had everybody beat, you know, that quick. So. Greg, I'm not calling you a liar, but we're going to have to fact check Ward Cussing. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> when, uh, when Echo was a puppy, I hunted with him. He, I don't even think he was two years old. Dow Phillips had him in yeah. South Alabama. I just learned that. Yeah. Me and, uh, me and Dwayne and a couple other guys went to, there's a management area down close to Montgomery. It's called Lyons Management Area. Real good coon hunt, a lot of hogs, but it's, it, it's good hunting. Uh, We'd had my old Pete dog, we'd cut him loose, and Dow would cut Echo loose, and he swam the Alabama River, I think, twice that night. And I think that was the last time Dow ever cut him loose. He said, I- I'm too old to follow this thing. He said, he- he's too wild. And I'd never heard of him again until Big John and um, Lance Belcher got him. And I drew him. He was probably done three or four years old when I drew him yeah. again. And he treed two coons, just bam, bam, just and just moves like a – like a deer I, I've never seen nothing like it. and I drew you in La Plata November December mm-hmm. and he treated three four singles and um, I, I remember I treated one right out of the truck I think you treated first and I treated right after you we got in there this split you recut yours we, we scored my tree found my cone and it probably, probably went four or five minutes by the time I cut you treat Echo and I asked you how far he was and like I said this is four or five minutes time he was point nine four. I, I won't ever forget. Yeah. This is I this is a machine. Uh, I've never seen nothing like it. I, I love you know if you watch a, a live feed of him, or, or you know, uh, or even if you're out there and you watch him off a recut, the, the dog is so impressive off a recut. And, and if you watch him go, man, is that tail that dog is so ha- happy right now? It's unreal. That tail is just going 100, 100 mile a minute when he leaves you wagging that tail when you see a dog that's that's got his tail wagging when he's leaving you and not tucked between his leg mm-hmm. you've got something pretty that that dog's a happy dog right now right you know, so i mean he, he should be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and these guys are happy owners right? <laughs> he lives a pretty happy life he's a lot like his daddy clayton was an awful good dog too probably not as quick clayton probably was, definitely clayton definitely not quite as quick to you know tree those coons but uh, they're probably a very similar type of outfit, and that that's funny you say that, Scott. And that kind of puts in perspective how quick Echo is, because I've I've heard people talk about Clayton mm-hmm. and say that a lot of times, it, it, you know, he was pretty much he was real tight on the ground, but a lot of times would get struck for seventy five or a hundred just because of how how hard he got in there. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was a he was a good dog. Uh, when we won the Super Stakes, John Strickland and Kramer bought him from Calvin. Um, I'd won the super stakes with him. They come tried him out and he treated like four coons. And uh that that dog treated a lot of coons, very rarely missed, but he didn't he didn't quite have the foot speed that uh that Echo had. In in open open country, how fast do you think he moves? I don't know. Uh, oh, man, these guys these guys talk I don't ever get to watch mine. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've I've honestly never seen a dog move the way he, he does. I'll say this, he moves probably as quick as anything. You, you would watch now. Yeah, you absolutely. hear these people talking 20, 25, and 18 and all that. Well, hey, I've hunted my whole life. I'm 47 years old. About 
and, and he moves faster than eight mile an hour. But, but you know, he, that's that's six to eight mile an hour is about average on most dogs. So, right. so just, we'll give him 12. <laughs> we'll, we'll say him 12 and be happy with it. But he does move quicker than anything I've seen. I'm not having to, though, with, with uh, you know, we had Big D there for years, and I don't think he moves any faster than D does. Well, uh, and, at, and I'll, and I'll right say time. this, yeah, and I'll, you know, that was another good one. And I hunted, at that time, Scott would have me, I hunted Big D some. Scott, you know, give me the pleasure one year of I run Big D at the world hunt for him. Uh, you know, that was another extremely hard hunting. You know, he was the start. He was probably the start of these First strike dogs, would you think, Scott? Yeah, I'd yeah, say Big D was ahead of his time. He was, he was one of the, the well, stars. He caught up with Barry and Zeb again. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, he was very quick. But I'll say this about rodeo, uh, Scott. The year he won, him and Randy won the pro division. Uh, the last hunt of the year, Tracy Bailey's little female was could have, you know, could have beat him, you know, if she if she got in and. And uh, just depending on how things went, but she was very, you know, she was within striking distance of winning that pro race. And uh, Scott's wife, Scott's father-in-law had passed away that weekend. And Scott called me and he said, hey, I need you to do me a favor, you know. And uh, when he said hunt rodeo, oh, heck yeah, you know, because he's used to Scott would let me hunt any of his dogs. Now I'm not even allowed to lead Echo. You uh, was so the one that put him on him. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not even allowed to lead Echo and uh, and didn't never get a hunt rodeo, but he said, hey, can you take him down there to that hunt uh, in Tennessee for me? And I did. Didn't do no good. But with, with leading up to what we're saying, how dogs moved around, when you're out pleasure hunting with one and it's not yours, you don't pay a whole lot of attention to it, but having that garment in your hand and and watching that dog go from point A to point B and treat coons as quick as one could, you know, and that's what he done. I'm sitting there watching him, the people on the cast, you know, and, and, and rodeo was just boom, treat here, recut it, boom, treat in there so quick. It, it'd make your head spin. So, so, you know, not cutting rodeo short at all with these other ones. Rodeo's another one that moved. You know, rodeo, yeah. Big D, Echo, they all was was movers uh, and shakers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I've always heard rodeo, and I think it was Steve Nicks. He, he mentioned it. Uh, rodeo and uh, Echo's a lot, a lot alike. Just, just that was uh, that's odd. You, you mentioned that because I asked both of them uh, when we got Echo, and Steve Nicks and Big John had them both, or had something to do with both of them. Right, and. Uh, of course, I kind of thought that uh, probably if you'd sat them side by side, you'd, I would have chose rodeo, you know. Um, he, you know he, he was a little bit more of a strike dog than Echo, obviously, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's a barker and, and uh, probably treat more different styles, I thought. Now, maybe now. I don't know that. I, uh, you know, that's yet to be told. But at the time, when I first got them both, I probably would have uh, I would have thought, you know, if I had to choose, I would have probably chose rodeo. I asked Steve uh, which one he liked the best because he had them both. And he said, that's easy. You know, I like rodeo best. Um, so then a week later or two, John Big John called me, you know, and I said, you know, I got to ask you a question. You had both those dogs, and uh, and I respect both those guys a bunch um, and their opinions. I, I said, Big John, which one did you like better? And he said, well, I liked Echo better. So I guess it's all in a matter of opinion, a matter of opinion or preference, but uh, – Obviously, at Big John's, probably Echo handled those big river swamps maybe better. Mm-hmm. And uh, up at Steve's, maybe uh, 
rodeo handled them better, but both of them dogs mm-hmm. were fast hunters. D was a fast hunter. For the most part of it, I think you're going to have to have one that, that moves around. I'm not saying it's got to go far. Like these guys talking about how far they go, that that don't that don't impress me any. Or showing their Garmin with them 1.9 miles or something, you know, that don't. Usually just makes me mad. I have to yeah, go I farther. <laughs> that don't get it. But they, they are going to have to hunt hard for me. Right. You know, whether it be far, that's, that's up to them. Just but hard. They can get it done. <laughs> and, yeah. And thinking back just over the years, uh, the cash you can really remember where a dog just puts on a dominant performance, most of the time it's because they're in there moving the right way. Uh, yeah. You know, that that's the ones that always stick out to me is the, the dogs that are just able to fire through there and just slam the coons. coons. Yeah. So they can't be, you know, passing up a bunch to do that. But uh, but they can't be wasting any time. Nope, there's no. And, and this day-to-day, like, there's no, you can't get out of, you can't even get out of order, you know. If you miss one, you're you're, you're done. That's, that's a fact. These guys, these these guys have all got good dogs, and they're and if you miss one, they're gonna have him, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so y'all have won the the pro sport and the PKC hundred thousand dollar hunts with with Echo, correct? Yeah. And then the pro sport truck as well. Uh, and so just talk about how huge that is. I want to ask you a question real quick before you get too far into it. The PKC, the I guess it'd be. The semis, you and the loose change, you something against Stephen yeah. Smith. Mm-hmm. I know that was that was a shootout. Tell us, tell us a little bit about it, how that went. Yep. Well, let's see. Ward was in on that, and Doug, Doug Havner. Doug Havner. Doug Havner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They, uh, I believe, uh, Stephen Street's one right out of the truck, the first one to tree. Loose change was and had a coon, and I might have been on past him second. Um, but then it just got into, you know, order of, you know, tree cut, go to his tree cut. Um, and I suppose maybe right there at the end, it was getting tougher to win uh, because it was down to just me and Steven. But I'd cut Echo with, I kind of told myself going in there, you know, if I had six, seven minutes, you know, that would be a good amount of time from tree one. And I think he treed one about four or five. But uh, comes with a coon right there at the very end. I don't know. We probably trade three apiece, maybe, maybe four. I don't even remember. Me and Drake Robertson was pleasure hunting that night. We was watching the play by play, and it seemed like as soon as y'all cut one, the other one be treated. Just bam, bam, yeah. bam. Yeah. Neither one wasted any time. Moody done a very good job on that hunt. That was an awesome place, and uh, just a just a super good, super good, super good coon hunting down there. Yeah, yeah. I always loved going down there to the uh, when they had the pro hunt over at Crowville. That's just. As far as in the south, that's that's some of the best hunting you're going to get over Crowville, Vicksburg area. Uh, but yeah, so you know, winning the hundred thousand twice, did y'all did y'all ever dream that that was that that would have been possible? No, no. <laughs> I, 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 uh, it, it's funny we go out there on the final final cast of the pro sport one, and uh, I told Randy, I said he's getting ready to win you another hundred. He said. Well, my he said, hush up. He said, he's not, we can't win this two times, you know, back to back. I said, he's getting ready to win you another 100,000. That may be, y'all talking about dominant performances. That may be another one of the most dominant performances I've, I've yeah, ever Yeah, it, it was pretty dominant. But Randy didn't, Randy didn't think that, that uh, <laughs> you know, and he did when he said it. I mean, Scott, I believe if you'd ask Scott, and Scott's done this with this dog too. He done it with Rodeo and he done it with Echo. And he's told me, he said, uh, 
we're going to win. We're, we're going to win this hunt. And, and he goes and does it. So how he does it with the, with the dog caliber that's out here nowadays and, and, and call it before, you know, the Babe Ruth, he steps up to the plate and then and, calls a and shot, delivers, you know, calls his shot and, and delivers. But I you believe can Scott, tell it with most of them. If they feel good yeah. and they're pretty good, you've got a pretty good shot. I, I didn't know that. It was a dominating performance there with uh, at this last hundred thousand, but in in Nikki's dog defense and and Keegan's dogs or Bellers, you know, defense they got in a in a woods with a bunch of water in it and kind of just got gummed up. It was a treetop. Yeah, or it was, something yeah, I got into there. a brush pile or treetops <laughs> yeah. or something, you know. So and mine kind of got off into new hunting. Um, yeah, I mean it was a. They just kind of got into a bad situation there, you know. And there's no doubt. I think we re-rack them and and hunt them at a different place and a different night. You know, they had a they had a very good shot too. That's why there's go, go ahead. Gary. On that cast there, you know, you was talking about like Scott. You gotta you gotta capitalize on you know you can't make a circle tree. Well, the the first tree echoes the first dog tree. You know, and we're walking in there, and I'm just you know I, I he he's mainly got every one of them. You know. We searched big old tree in the middle of the woods. It was a maple. Randy said most maples down here are, you know, are, are den trees, I believe. Yeah. But uh, we searched that tree, and he didn't have that coon. And I thought, man, he just – now, this is the first tree of the cast. I thought, man, he just blew it, right? Was, I, I remember that. I was watching play-by-play, play play and I think he struck for 50. He took a last yep, strike, last strike yep. 50 and 100. I said, man, he, 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 just, he just lost yeah, it. That's what I said. I, I was pulling for him. I was like, man, that's, I, there, I, there it goes. Yeah, so we're riding back, and I asked him two guys that. You know, I said – I said, I, I thought we lost it right there, you know. And uh, Randy said, I did too. And Scott said, no, I, never, I, I didn't think so. You know, he he, he was, you know, was, me and Randy, had, me and Randy done rode off that <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just knew if we'd get him back be loose, it yeah. would, would be good, you know. Well, you talking about Nicky's and uh, Keegan's getting in that, that brush top. That's, that's why it's so crazy, these hunts. There's so many different variables. Yeah. The dogs, I mean, they got to go the right way at the right time. There was a bunch of water in there, and they just kind of got gummed up. It, and, it was and, about uh, ankle ankle deep water through that whole woods. Grass was tall. I knew, I knew, I knew yeah. Beller's female was awful good, a coon treer. And, and, of course, I think Nikki's probably got one of the better young ones out on the circuit. So I knew it wasn't going to be just that way that it went, but that's just the way didn't I guess we the mini dog she just got in the finals of the UKC world did, did you not won Walker Days she just won well she, she basically yeah, won the UKC, UKC world, world went uh, to Walker Days won it uh, I know yeah. she, she did quite a bit of winning yeah. it was a definitely yeah. tough cast she got scratched on the final cast but I think she was she was ahead of a couple of coons I think it was more of a handler mistake uh, than, yeah. than anything and I had hunted that's Avon Dope and all them's mama's breeding you know I come from Keegan and uh, that guy that guy raises good stuff so so mm-hmm. I'd hunted with those I, I knew many would with tree coons and heck, I I I thank the world with Nikki's dog, you know. Right. We have a litter mate to uh, to many at the house right now. Just had pups. Yeah, we yep. got it. So that's Scott loves Scott loves the reason why I say it. Scott loves Keegan's breeding. You know, we do, Randy. Huh? We do. We what? Litter mate to many. We got a litter mate to many there. I don't know. He <laughs> ain't told me about. It. I didn't know it either. <laughs> That's, I just that's gra- the one where he bred the two male dogs. Sounds he good. Bred Bushwhacker and he bred to Larry. Yeah. And, yeah. and she's out of Minnie's out of Bushwhacker. Out of Bushwhacker. Okay. And uh, Loretta, the one we got, is out of Larry. Is out of Larry. Yep. So, oh, okay. you talking about you, you stayed cool, you stayed calm in that finals. So you weren't worried about it. So, after, after it was over with, they, they told you to keep him on a leash after you done tree. It seemed like. 
50. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, the fourth. Fourth. Was it four? Okay. So, um, after you win, what, what's going through your head? I mean, when you win something like that back to back, just within a couple months, just within a handful of months, what's, what's going through? What's going through your head, Scott? I just couldn't believe it, really. I mean, it was kind of unbelievable, kind of, uh, Kind of just, you know, everybody wants to hoop and holler or something, but I, I'm just the type that just had to soak it in for a little bit, you know, and just, just, uh, it ain't the, I just had to think about it a little bit, you know, like, I tell you uh, what he was more appreciating than, than anything. Uh, this kind of a little bit of respect for the other guys was, you know, them other two dogs were struggling pretty bad. And me and Randy was back there with, uh, with the guide of the cast and we was kind of cutting up a little bit. Some of the other guys was cutting up and, and, and Scott was, you know, he, he wanted to pay those guys the most respect by, by not, you know, hey, let's, let's be quiet and listen for their dogs. And, and, you know, he didn't want no one cutting. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want no interviews at yeah. that time or, yeah, he or didn't hoops want, or you know, I just want everybody to get what they needed and right. deserved. And, and, uh... We are proud to have Conkey's Outdoors as sponsor of CHU Podcast. Conkey's is your complete hunting and hound supply store. They carry brands like Garmin, Daltra, Dan's, and even Summit Tree Stands, and much, much more. Whether you're in the market for a new thermal or a new hunting rifle, Conkey's has it all. They even offer financing options. Being a family-run business with customer service that is second to none, it's no wonder why Conkey's is the best in the business. So go check them out at conkeysoutdoors.com or find them on Facebook at Conkey's Outdoors. I mean, you've been doing this for years now. The nerves still get to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you lose when you lose that, you probably just need to quit. You know, if if I don't make you nervous going out there on any final, you, you ain't got it no more. So right. yeah, definitely. Uh, you got your nerves. You're just trying to do right, trying to make sure you don't make any mistakes. Even throughout that cast, I was still trying to stay focused on what the dog was doing, listen to every bark, and and uh and just get through it you know survive another one i guess you you say <laughs> um did it did it feel as big as some of the world championships you won winning that hundred thousand i'm obviously there's more money but as far as just prestige the prestige yeah. of it did it feel pretty similar or? yeah the feel uh the feel was a was a big ring uh type event you know any of them things any of them kind are are just uh yeah, when when you're out there competing with with Beller and with Nikki Hale, uh, you know, for a for a large sum of money, yeah, I mean, it it feels well. Uh, I, I I think they all uh, they all actually, you know, these bigger these bigger hunts uh, with the competition we got now, yeah, they feel uh, big ring. Because because you're out there, you 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 know that you beat some of the best in the world. Yeah, when you when you win that. Okay, so the the pro sport uh, pro sport y'all. It's a mandatory to hunt to hunt it off in in, in the hundred thousand dollar hunt. All right, the PKC all of all, 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 all okay. <laughs> PKC was giving you the option to split. At what point did you make the decision, or or did you make the decision to hunt for the hundred thousand? And if so, at what point and and what made you what made or all Randy you too? What what made y'all decide to to roll the dice after, after the second round? You wasn't afraid he was out of gas? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, we kind of talked about it, and uh, he's like, well, I think you ought to hunt. I said, well, I do too, so that's what we did, you know. 
I mean, heck, sometimes you come to these things and the money's all great and, and the money is great. I, I, I get it. But, uh, sometimes for me, it's still about winning. So I guess, uh, and I'm not knocking anybody that splits. I'm just telling you, that's not really how I'm built. And, uh, and, and even in pro sport, that's kind of why we set it up like that. I think they need to be a winner. I mean, we're all out there. If we get fourth, that's fine. And if we get first, that's fine to me. You know, if I'd have went out there and got fourth, it would have been what it would have been. But at least I give the dog the option. And, and uh, if, if you know, a dog's sick or hurt or something, yeah, I get it. Um, heck, I'll let you split. You know, if, if uh, your dog's sick or hurt and and you can't go out there on the final and I still got the best dog, what I think is the best dog, heck, I'll split with you, you know. But uh, I think if everybody's everybody's feeling all right and their dogs are all right, heck, you ought to go out there and roll the dice, you know. And that's one of the reasons why pro sport we decided to do that was a lot of times you'll get, you know, you say, huh, well, them other three guys are mad at you automatically. You know, you're you're the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, well, if you get, you know, they start that, what if you know, you're going to get forward, blah, 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 pro sport, we don't even give them an option. You know, you're, you're going to go hunt. And and that's Scott and Randy having the invitational hunt down here. And uh, that's about, and, and that's more of a gentleman's hunt. It's, it's, a, it's, the, it's the best hunt you'll ever attend. But Scott will split. And that hunt every time, if they want to split, Scott will split in that and every time just, just from being a, you know, more of a gentleman's type deal. If they want to split, I've seen you split more there than probably anywhere at that hunt, you know. <laughs> so. And that's, that's another thing that we had, uh, we had down here to talk about, Randy. Uh, y'all starting up the invitational hunt. So kind of tell us about that. And, uh, and one thing I was kind of curious about that, do you, do y'all think that Randy's, uh, invitational hunt kind of paved the way? for uh some of these sanctioned pro classics that are basically the same format i don't think i had really anything to do with that russ meyer was the first one to come up with the invitation of hundred thousand dollar i mean the total prize was hundred thousand you know third and fourth and all that he's one that started it and uh he did it for several years god i think it was like tw- i think he did 12 of them i believe and uh, then he he got older and he he got some cancer and he, and he didn't have a dog and everything. So that's when I, me and Scott said, well, well, we'll start having them. You know, well, Mark Hall had two to go over, yeah, two. Then then Mark didn't have, really have a good place to have them, so that's when we started ours. But really, I guess I have to say Russ Myers one really started the the big money thing, right? Uh, He's one really, really started uh, having the big money hunts and and it and it's, it's and every one of them we I've ever been I've been going to them for a long time and me and Scott and uh, all of them been gentleman hunts I mean it's it's just a totally different different thing you know everybody you no know, everybody minds is their own dogs even though we're out there hunting for big money you know everybody takes care of their self you know right right because it, it's it's got it's a lot of guys that you're you know you're close enough with that you can't afford to really you know you can't afford to let something let a coon hunt come between you, you know? yeah yeah it, uh I, I know talking about russ's you know and russ was kind of the start of that like randy said you know the, the big money hunts i think that's probably where the 16 dog pro classics come from but i believe russ didn't if, if you acted up he would the next morning he would 
he would basically come up to you and say, "Hey, you, you need to leave." You know? Yeah, yeah. There's been several, yeah, several people he put put back on the road. He gave you your entry back to you and put you on the road. You know, you on the road, you wasn't invited back no more. Right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. at, at something like that, yeah, it's fun to win the money, but uh, you're not really out there trying to compete like you are at a sanction hunt. It's just it's for everybody to have a good time. And yeah, a little money too. Yeah, you go to a place, sixteen good hunters, sixteen pretty good dogs, and you know you're all in this one building together for four days. You know, hanging out, visiting, and talking, and you know you really, you know, you, you don't want to go out here. You know, you you become good friends. You know, there's a lot of them guys. I I thought I knew. I didn't really know them until I spent four days with them. You know, it makes a makes a big difference. Right. Well, I know. Uh, Ward and uh, and Jamie Painter, I you know, we talked. We both, me and Mason, both talked to them a good bit, and they they're all the time bragging on how much fun they have at the at the invitational hunt. Talking about good hunts, and I'm hoping that, that Scott will bring this back. But but Scott had uh, started the Mojo pup hunt, you know, there a few years ago, and and he how many years do you have that, Scott? We probably had it what four four. For four yeah. years but but yeah that was that was another hunt that was just uh, was uh more of a family oriented uh just a good hunt randy randy won that hunt with style one year is that right yeah with yeah ten thousand, I, I think yeah yeah that you won with it but but that was another just a, a real good hunt those guys put on scott mm-hmm. scott uh scott's got real real good ideals and comes up with a lot of good stuff so oh, yeah it would have uh it, it, it was a it was a fun time we probably ought to start doing it with the rodeo pups. Yeah, we, we probably will. Uh, probably um, but it was will. a good time for everybody to get together, for people to visit. And there again, probably it ain't about the money. It's no, about, uh, it's just the camaraderie, fellowship, and and what have you. Um, I ain't I ain't been able to do it as much in the last few years simply because of time, you know. And uh, but I foresee that I foresee getting to do something with the rodeo pups, you know. Yeah, and and that one, you know, when y'all when y'all first came out with it, people had tried pup hunts here and there, but that it it was kind of unprecedented uh, what y'all did with that. We had eighty eight there one year. I remember Mojo pups eighty eight. And yeah, and it was uh, it it was it's the only one I can think of that really uh, went on for a long time, and and people it rolled that, yeah, that, it that, rolled, that it rolled was, really it was good. A lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Je- I th- you know, Jed had the trader hunt a couple times, but. Not as many people had those pups as as folks that had mojo pups. Yeah, you uh, had you had a lot of sponsors and guarantee. Yeah. you know you guaranteed yeah, ten thousand and, and you had all kinds of sponsors. You know, and it took a lot of people to put that thing together. It ain't yeah. just easy. Uh, no, so it's yeah. a lot of work to get yeah. to get that many gyps bred to ha- for people to have pups to bring. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, you're you're not going to breed that many unless he's doing his job, and obviously, you know. Like he said, you you got to get them breed the right gyps, you know, breed good gyps, you know, the right females, getting them in the right people's hands, and then from there, you know, it takes off once they start reproducing. And, and, yeah, I can't so, thank the breeders enough. Like that, uh, without them guys uh, breeding them good females, I, I think ours will do its its part, you know. But without those guys, uh, dad gum, we wouldn't we wouldn't be very far. You think it's more of the dog, or you modeling in the tritronics in the, in the back of the pro hound? <laughs> I hope it's about the dog. <laughs> well, um, the 
We got some pictures we can show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the experience y'all had putting on the Mojo Pup Hunt, putting on the Invitational Hunt, what you learned from that, did that help y'all in developing pro sport? I think so, yeah. Yep, just, uh, heck, I've been doing this and been around this thing my whole life. So um, I took a little bit of knowledge from, from probably a lot of different people um to to get this pro sport thing off the ground and uh you know our basic when we started this thing we just wanted to have a quality quality hunt for the hunters you know that could go out there and compete and and have a have a fair playing field in a good place that's one of our biggest pet peeves is make sure we have them things are mine like i i'm i'm totally out on having coon hunts in bad places it don't it don't uh enthuse me at all to, to go somewhere and play defense but uh, uh having them in good places and having the best judges we can find at them and giving the best prize we can away that we can afford to give you know so that's kind of where we all got our start at with with pro sport there's quite a few of y'all behind it whose idea mainly was it as far as starting and i could be wrong but i, I believe levi and his dad had uh had come to to scott they they owned a truck dealership, yep. and and Scott had always Scott Scott always has good ideals and 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 uh, usually whatever Scott does it works you know mm-hmm. uh, and there's a reason for that you know there, there's reasons behind that but uh, Levi and that, that that may be why Levi and his dad come come to you know Levi and Jason come to Scott but uh, they they come to him with the idea of putting on a the first truck hunt. Uh, and and Scott kind of truck series, yeah, four yeah. truck series, yeah. Scott Scott kind of put got his wheel spinning, and and thank God he called me and asked me to help. So I remember when it first started. You see a lot of these smaller kennel clubs try to start out, and they don't they don't ever make it. And not trying to be negative, but I was like, I oh, they'll have one or two, that'd be it. But it's it's really took off, and I love I love hunting in it more. Anything. I love the rules, the three minute tree, cast stays together, no leash lock. I, I love, I love it. The key is just like Scott said, having them in the right places, mm-hmm. doing what you say you're going to do, doing the right thing, and and we're there to run it. Right. You know, we're not going to send, we're not going to send just some somebody off the wall to go out and, and uh, just cause such and such has put on a hunt for years. We're going to be there to run it. We're going to be there to make sure it's run right, and uh, and we're going to have it in good places. I'm. I weigh 245 pounds, and I've been on the finals of – I missed one hunt in Arkansas. It was my wife's birthday is the reason why I missed it. Uh, but that's the only hunt I've missed. Other than that, I've been on the – I've walked every round of every cast, you know, of those things. 245 pounds, and it, it's going to be good hunting. I'm not walking up and down a bunch of hills. I promise you, you didn't miss out, but a bunch of walking that, that weekend. It seems like the last few – uh, I've been to. It seems like the weather's been terrible. We, we hit a bad streak this yeah. year. We, we <laughs> did. Everybody, hey, everybody, with everybody's y'all, still alive and still going. So yeah. I know that in Arkansas, man, it was fine, and then all of a sudden there's six inches of snow hey, and wind ever, was blowing forty miles. I, don't I think, think it's I've, a good. Uh, it's a good family of coon hunters that come to that thing. You know, it's a good group of people. Uh, you look forward to seeing them. I hit the table again. Um, <laughs> it's a good group. Hey, you, you look forward to seeing them. You know that they know what's going on, and at the end of the day, you roll in there on Friday, and somebody's going to drive a truck on Sunday morning. You know that's a, that's a pretty good feeling. I mean, that's a big, big stage feeling right there. Mm-hmm. 
And Greg, you were talking about, you know, y'all being able to be at all the hunts. Uh, so is it something that y'all want to... I know y'all want to do a lot of big stuff with it, but is it something that you want to keep small enough to where just the three of y'all can manage it or... You know, you, you don't know where things will take you, you know. Uh, right, because probably when y'all started it, out, y'all didn't really no, have the intentions of... We never dreamed, or I never dreamed of it being to, to this, to where we're at today, you know, to putting to putting on a big hunt every month. You know, that's that's kind of our goals is one big hunt a month, you know, uh, is what, kind of what we're doing right now. But I never dreamed it even get to there. We thought three or four hunts, you know, and, and see where it was at. And, and, and go from there. So, I, so I'm not saying that that that's totally out of the question. But the, our key is is quality over quantity. You know what I mean? Not not just throwing a bunch of hunts out there. That uh, one quality hunt a month. Yeah, I, I'm not big on uh, having uh, uh, 200 hunts a week and three dogs being there. That just that that don't do not one thing for me. You right. Know? Uh, so uh, you know, it's just just having uh, having the you know having the big good hunts. That's that's mainly where we're at now. With that being said, who knows where to take us at? It, it's went really well. We enjoy that's that's been my. Uh, I've not won as much as Scott. You know what I mean? I, I want to. You know, I, I'm I'm coon hunted since I was old enough to to walk. Um, Plus some possums on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna win a big one one of these days. I feel you know I, I feel the like coon I'm gods win. are still after. Yeah, I'm gonna win a big one. But uh, but you know I, I you know I haven't won like Scott. But with that being said, uh, you know not not doing my you know the winning that Scott has done. It 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 takes pride in me to to bringing good hunts to people and having good hunts of people. And, and, and and putting on a good hunt so those people get recognized. You know, so many hunts. You know, I'll, a good friend of mine uh, placed second in the world hunt and was tickled to death. Um, you know, he, he placed second in that world hunt and was absolutely tickled to death. Went in to get his picture taken. They wouldn't even take his picture after the hunt was over. Mm. You know, and, and we're we're not uh, we're not into that. You know, we're we're we're. Uh, we're going to try to be there for everybody and, and give you the recognition and inter- interview you. Uh, make this sport better. Definitely make, make yeah, it better. exactly. Whatever we can do to make it make it better. I love this sport with all my heart. I put uh, everything I've got into it, and, and we'll we'll do it until I take my last breath. You know, so. that's kind of the same thing we try to do here. It's I mean, a lot of people don't like sitting here in front of the microphone. It seems like I've been chasing Scott for, for months trying to I'm definitely one of them. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Just sitting no, here we need to do this. You're right. To, to in order to make this go. It's, it's, I think it, just you know, talking about uh, pro sport just blowing up in the past year. I, I never thought when I f- heard Tyler's first podcast that it would ever be what it is now. And they got close to 200,000 uh, downloads now. So it's. Well, and, and I've, I've noticed you guys with some of the others, you guys are you guys are interviewing the right people. You know what I mean? You're going. It's it's just like us with having a hunt. You know, let's go to Randy Morgan Junction, Illinois. Let's go to Claremont and have a hunt there. Let's go to Reading, Michigan. You know, that's the best places. You know, to to have these hunts, and and you guys are doing this. You know, you guys interviewing the right people is the reason why you got so many followers and listeners. Yeah. You know? you know bring more attention to the sport and like y'all like y'all were saying there's so many more opportunities now to to put this sport in the spotlight uh and even if you're not out there 
you know, like me and Bush, you know, we neither one of us would make platinum champion with our <laughs> lifetime earnings. But uh, you know, there's there's still stuff that you can contribute to this sport, even if you're not going out there in the woods and winning all the time and uh and getting more folks involved in it. And uh, another thing, like you were you were talking about kind of the way y'all are managing pro sport and you know, keeping it one hunt a month and everybody that's ever tried to to start up another one they want to do it all at once and i think the best way because you've got uk and c uk and pkc so established the best way to where you can coexist with with the the big ones is is do it like y'all are doing it and uh yeah and you know people will still come to them scott probably had to hold me back a little bit when we got started because i'm i'm more of a you know i'm wide open you know let's let's get it you know scott scott pulled me back you know a lot with with wanting to go that route and and it worked out for the best and and listen we're not here to compete against pkc we're not here to compete against ukc we're we're not we're here to put on good hunts for the hunters you know uh what michael like he said michael moody's honey put on the hundred thousand dollar hunt in mississippi that they won uh they actually put on two you know and done an outstanding job. I mean, just just from the the start of it to the finish of it, just an outstanding job for for the coon hunters. For you know, and, and people don't. I realize it because I've done it. But everything that Michael Moody went through to put that hunt on for these hunters to, to go out here and, and and hunt for that type of money, they they have no clue what all he went through to do to, to do that for them for, not for himself you know I'm sure he wanted to win it you know he was in the top six or, or top no, he's in the finals he's in the finals yeah he was in the finals I'm sure he wanted to win that hundred thousand but but he was also done it there was there was 128 other people there that, that he'd done that hunt for uh, done it for them if it wasn't for him the same thing we're doing here for wanting for us putting these on these hunters wouldn't have these type hunts to hunt in. there's nothing that makes me matter when you get someone that that's just a, a troublemaker you know what i mean and and because it didn't go their way they want to cause all this gossip and all this commotion to to man them guys done this or them guys done that and, and all they're doing is hurting themselves you know if we go away pkc goes away ukc hey they have no place to hunt right, right. so so man just just there, there's no need for that and and that's one thing we've said we're, we're kind of we're going to a zero tolerance policy you know if you i promise you you come here you cause trouble see you we ain't gonna take your entry you know that's i like it too yeah are you in the market for a new dog box and just don't know which one to get that's why i encourage you to go check out gnr cedar dog boxes especially if you're wanting something different GNR Sear Dog Box was established in 2016 when two avid hunters wanted a dog box that was affordable and great looking at that. They provide a high quality, handmade, lightweight box to the customers. They take pride in the fact that their boxes are fully cedar, which will last a lifetime in all types of weather conditions. Cedar also ensures your hounds stay a little warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. You can find out more about GNR Sear Dog Boxes on Facebook. G- find them at GNR Cedar Dog Boxes or give them a call at 615-962-5266. They're located in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, USA. Um, I saw, and I don't know if y'all have worked out all the details yet, I saw y'all were going to try to have a world hunt this year. Can you tell a little bit about it? 
Well, I'm, I'm probably going to get smacked, and I've already been smacked. <laughs> Sometimes I let my mouth uh, my mouth uh, open up a little bit too fast, but uh, but we are. We're, I mean, I think we're at that uh, we're at that next level where we we need to try to have something. So um, we're we're planning it. I'm not going to say 100 percent we're going to do it this year, but uh, we would we would like to try to have a world night, and we're we're working through the details and 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 uh, working through the uh, you know some clubs around and trying to uh, we're trying to put something together now whether I let Scott touch on a little bit more because he he kind of Maynard quit quit talking you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know we're we're hoping to all right Greg so we we took a little break here and uh, before we before we stopped we had kind of talked about uh, some of the things that pro sports accomplished and and what you got in the works for the future. So uh, just throw throw some numbers at us about what all pro sports done where we can kind of give folks, you know, put it in perspective of what y'all done so far and, and, and maybe maybe tease some tease some stuff y'all got upcoming if if you want to. Uh we've uh, we've given away thirteen, fourteen trucks, something like that, uh, so far. Uh, had the very first uh, hundred thousand dollar first place uh, coon hunt for the coon hunters. We uh, we done that first. That's something we was pretty proud of doing. Um, followed it up with a fifty thousand dollar hunt. I believe the very first fifty thousand dollar hunt. Also, uh, we followed followed up with that hunt there in in August. Um, we've uh, we've give away over a million dollars in. I think Mason, what you say, two thousand. When we start, I don't even know when it's we start. Twenty, I think it's uh, late summer of twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. Right when after, we started. not long after COVID. Yeah. I think y'all kind of started up when COVID year. Yeah, yeah. PKC yeah. kind of got. Yeah, started. matter of fact, our first hunt, we had to uh, COVID hit. We was going to have it in March, I believe, or or April, and, and we had to switch locations. The first location we was going to have it at. Uh, their club members didn't want us to have it, you know, there. So we, we rented a big tent. We had a big circus tent, um, Mount Orb, Mount Orb, uh, Brown County Coon Hunter stepped up and, and let us come there. And we, we had it there and they, they done a great job our very first hunt. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we, we've, uh, we put together some, some good hunts here for, for the hunters. And, uh, hopefully we can continue to do that with, with that being said, uh, Again, we touched on the world hunt just a little bit. You know, that's that's hopefully in the works. Hopefully we can get things rolling with it. Uh, Joy Dog Food has come on as a sponsor here in May. They uh, they joined uh, the team here, and, and Integrity Medical also has uh, joined in as a big uh, uh, gold sponsor of ours. And with, with that, uh, kind of our plans uh, tentatively, you know, uh, nothing set in concrete, but... Uh, uh, basically, our, our, our ideal of that is our 12, you know, planning on having a hunt a month, 12 hunts a year. We take those 12 winners uh, of those hunts, you know, the people that went that hunt, boom, they're locked in. Those 12 dogs are locked into that hunt. Uh, the other four spots will go by, uh, and again, this is this is nothing set in stone, so don't be listening, writing notes, and and uh, saying Maynard said, but uh, the other four spots basically hunt their way in. So if they haven't won one of those hunts, um, it'll go by cast wins. Of course, we'll have a tiebreaker rule set, uh, but it'll go by cast wins. 
uh, if, you know, if you haven't won one of those hunts, dog with the most cast wins, boom, he'll fill spot 13. So, like, kind of echoes one a couple of our hunts, you know, that's took a couple of those spots. So, so then we'll go on down the list to fill that spot to get what we're, our plans are a 16 dog hunt at the end of the year um, with the sponsorship of uh, Joy and Integrity, you know, and, and uh, now we're charging kind of $50 extra to go towards that, towards that, uh, that hunt. Um, you know, they're going to be hunting for a real good purse. Those 16 dogs, it'll be, a, be an awesome hunt for those, those guys, you know, at a, at a later date for you know so uh trying to put that all together that's one of our big things uh again thanks to our sponsors for that and uh again a world hunt we've got a, a fifty thousand dollar hunt coming up in lebanon uh kentucky uh in august uh late august i think august the 28th got uh, another one of those coming up. a lot of people liked it uh done a 32 dog last year uh probably gonna move it to a 36 dog this year but uh a uh, lot of good things in the works. Uh, we're, we're just, again, we're taking it slow, uh, trying to put together the best hunts in the best places. Uh, again, like Scott said, the best judges, uh, and just doing the right thing. You know, like like Scott Bates told me one time, just just do the right thing. You know, and things will work out. So, so that's that's what we got. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. Right, and um, you know, you had touched on earlier about about how y'all. Uh, for for now, we're kind of keeping keeping things small and manageable, and you know, t- you know, taking it a step at a time. Uh, with just a, a few of y'all, two or three of y'all running it, I'm sure you're probably able to to pass more of of what you take in back on to the hunters. Uh, you know, and I think that that'll keep folks coming back. You know, if if you're putting as much money out there as you can possibly put up to win from what you take in on entries and and what the sponsors do, I think. Uh, you know the the hunters really uh, really respect that because you know they they want to make sure they're getting back as much of their money as they can. Yeah, and and, and we try to do that. Yeah, we're we're gonna make some money. I mean, I, I've I've done stuff for free my whole life. I've done the the squirrel hunts for years and take great pride in what what we accomplished with our squirrel hunts. But you know, I've done that for free for years, and uh, you know that's a lot of work for a little bit of for for nothing and. Uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna make a little, you know, uh, but we're also I feel we're giving as much back or more than anyone else is, and, and uh, plan to continue to do that. Right, and with all with all these new ideas of these new hunts, it's uh, you're getting a lot more return on your investment from your entry fee than you used to, because you know used to the, the biggest hunt you could go to outside of the world hunt, the nationals and and the super stakes was a pro hunt and you'd go spend six hundred dollars and get a hotel room and take home one hundred and thirty three dollars. But now there's some there's serious money to be won in this. Uh, that's for sure. This thing this thing's really the ball is rolling on these coon hounds and and uh, the money in it is great. Um, the organizations are putting it up and, and uh, hey it's helped everybody out really. I mean the the ball is really rolling. I challenge anybody that that wants to, to to do this to get them a good young dog started and raise it up and get and get in there, you know, and uh, come to one of these pro sports and, and see if they like it for themselves. And and I'm I'm a firm believer when they when they get there they'll have a good they'll have a good time. We we've uh, 
also touching on, you know, we, we've also listened to the hunters. You know, we try to, it, it's not just our way and that's it, you know, me, Scott, and Levi. We've listened to the hunter, and, and this hunt this weekend we're having Junction, Illinois, is the uh, first hunt where we're paying in the truck series that we're paying the, the cast winners back. You know, they're getting $1,000 for a cast win. So uh, we listened, you know, and a few people was grumbling a little bit. You know, you know the only downfall we have to to your hunt is, hey, we've got to stay an extra night. You know, we, we, we hunt Friday, we get a dog in, we've got to stay an extra night on Saturday. We, we get beat in the early round. You know, we're not in the top four and we don't get no money for it. So yep. um, we listened to the hunters. Um, we, we took into consideration and, and uh, um, we was able to uh, pay back those 12 people that don't advance on to the final cast and and this again this is our first hunt this weekend doing it that way but uh i think everybody's going to enjoy that you know yeah that'll keep a lot of folks coming back yeah for sure would y'all have ever believed that they're giving away the money they are now for these dogs and scott you've won nearly everything yours there is to be one 15 20 years ago would you, would, would you ever believe this no way nope i wouldn't have uh I didn't foresee it. Um, I don't think anybody really did. Oh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think there was a uh, person that projected it. Uh, I heard everything from this thing's done that, you know, in five years, I heard that 10 years ago, this thing's done in five years, you know, there ain't going to be nowhere to hunt. But as long as these hunters stay together and uh, we keep working to, to do the right things, I, I think the the cap's unlimited, you know. Yeah, because I've really only been going to the, the bigger hunts since about 2015 or so and even then there wasn't there wasn't anything like there was now you know just in five six seven years it's yeah it's just blown completely up but you know i know greg you had said that you know that your your big lick still is still coming one day and you believe you're going to get it uh but uh, scott when you've been when you accomplished all that you've accomplished in coon hunting uh you know you'd assume kind of it's it's all about adding to your legacy now so when when scott engel's done coon hunting what what's the one thing that you want folks to remember you by and 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 say that you contributed to this game man that's a tough one um you know, I hadn't thought about that legacy prior to this. Uh, gum. I hope it's a long way off. Anyway, I hope I got plenty of years left. But, uh, you know, I, I just want to help this sport grow and uh, get as many people involved as we can. They had a big youth hunt in Paducah last weekend there. I was uh, – I thought that was awesome. We probably we probably all are guilty of not taking as many kids hunting and, and getting as many people started in this thing as we should. Um, but uh, – to answer your question, probably, probably just, uh, you know, breeding the best coon hounds we can breed. Um, I, I promise you, we're trying to get the best, the best mamas and the best daddies we can to, to do what we do and to, and to raise quality pups for everybody else. Um, far as the pro sport goes, I, I promise you, everything we do is to try to put the very best hunt on we can. Um, with that being said, um, I'm going to say that's probably my my greatest want is uh is just to keep those two things burning, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, 
and Randy, you know, you've kind of you've kind of been here for for quite a lot of this with Scott, and you know, and you've done done plenty in this sport of your own. Uh, but it seems kind of like you you just enjoy you don't you don't really have to be in the spotlight as much. You just enjoy being along for this ride and 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 watching dogs that y'all that any of y'all have uh winning and you know it kind of seems like now it's a lot more enjoyable to just kind of yeah i guess i i probably don't get too tore up over i guess any of it really but i just yeah i just i i enjoy watching the dogs and and uh, us enjoying each other you know having a good time with each other i you know kind of like scott said the memorable hunts are the ones we go when we go down south pleasure hunting now you know that's the I mean that's really important to me, you know. Yep. Then, then all this, then all this other stuff. But when the big hunts is great and unreal, and I, it's, I still can't believe we <laughs> won the pro sport deal. But, uh, but uh, you know, I, I just, I like, I just like messing with dogs and hunting dogs. And if I'm at home, I, I'm outside. I got a dog tied out. I'm sitting out there watching it and. You know, waiting just, on dark. Yeah, just yeah, just looking around and thinking about him. What, what, you know, what about this? What about that? And I don't know. It's just something. I, you just gotta kind of have it in you, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and and uh, I've kind of last couple of years, I've kind of slowed down and you know, getting married, and getting in a house and everything. But now that we've kind of started doing these podcasts and stuff, that I kind of was waking all that back up in me, reminding me, just just. Once you get around the guys that do this and start talking to them, even if you hadn't hunted in years or if you've never hunted at all, really, it'll it'll kind of grab your attention. And like, yeah. And, and Randy would like to do like a, a time like a hot lap uh, four wheeler hunt where everybody's got their own four wheeler <laughs> and, and you've got to get to the dog. And yeah. He's kind of. I mean, he's he's been known to pick several casts up in one night. You know to. to to be in many places, be able to gather dogs up. Uh, he enjoys the that end of it, I think, more than any. And uh, definitely the Arkansas trips. Uh, I know we took Maynard went down and Ruble and and Joe and uh, Gross and and uh, you know we took many of those trips. And those are probably I, I agree the uh, yeah. getting the four wheeler stuck and bass. pulling them out and <laughs> and. Uh, Leaving Maynard stuck in the hole. Leaving Maynard hung up. Yeah. And I can't even turn my dog loose. <laughs> yeah, we have big time. But, you you know, you got to have a good family behind you to get to go do all that stuff, too. you got to have a good wife and kids that understand. And I'm lucky. My daughter, she likes dogs just as much as I do. My wife, same way. She she keeps an eye on them dogs. She'll, if something one of them ain't right or she sees something, she'll text me and you know, I'm pretty fortunate to have a good family behind me and good friends. And anyway, that's what makes it all good, you know. Oh yeah, um, and and I I bet it. Um, you're just talking about with uh, how much Maggie loves it, and I'm I'm sure it's uh it's a lot of fun going out and doing this with your kids too. Yeah, and I, I look forward to to doing that one day soon. Uh, Scott, if you're if you're if you're two, cause you've got a, a boy and a girl, right? Yep. Uh, have have they got have they got into into hunting much or? 
My uh, my girl's well, she's come down here with Randy a couple times and hunted, and she likes it. Uh, she also likes show pigs and play softball. My boy, he kind of loves it. He's seven. Now, I ain't took him a bunch, but now he wouldn't go any point in time that I would take him. Well, I thought seriously about bringing him this week down here, and uh, I was just afraid maybe Friday night, Saturday night, he couldn't you know quite keep up in this rough country. But he loves it. Um, he'll be a hunter. Good deal. Uh, you you have kids, Greg? Yeah, I've got I've got four. Oh, okay. And, uh, they uh, they never did really really get in. They hunted with me a little bit when they was young, and I actually quit hunting there for about ten years when my kids was you know into sports. And Scott Scott gave me a hard time then. You know, he was like, I can't believe you know as well as you liked hunting, you quit hunting. I said, man, I just can't. You know, the kids at the ball field every night and. and uh, family and i said i just can't do it you know and i told him i said you'll see one of these days uh, but i'm but, seeing it yeah but my, <laughs> my uh my daughter uh of all the ones uh my daughter hannah she she wanted to hunt with me and i never would let her never would let her hunt with me we uh when we was young kids uh you know uh uh watching everybody uh you know, after the girls or whatever, I, I, I didn't want my daughter there <laughs> to, be, to be looked at that way. So, you, know, you didn't want her dating a coon hunter? No, I didn't want her dating a coon hunter. Oh, okay. but, uh, but no, she she now, she, she for pro sports, she does our registration and our memberships now. So, and, and she's, she, uh, she'll listen to every bit of this podcast, I promise. She loves it. That's probably one of my biggest regrets is not, not letting her hunt, you know, when she was younger. I well, wish I, I would have let her hunt because... <laughs> She's a big outdoorsman as I am now, you know. But I just, man, I, I knew how, you know, everybody looked at them girls, them hunts, and I didn't want them looking at her that way. That's exactly. If, if, I, if I had a daughter, now there's there's some good, there's some outstanding people in this sport, but I know enough of these old sorry dogs on a personal level yeah. that I, if I had a daughter, I wouldn't want them within 50 miles. They, they, wasn't, they wasn't coming. That's why I had two girls and neither one of them was coming to a tune out with me. So. Back to you, Scott. You're one of the few guys that's been able to succeed at every level as a handler, stud dog promoter, and a trainer. What does it take to have that type of success and what part of that is the most enjoyable for you? My most enjoyable part is still pleasure hunting. I'd just soon do that as I would, or, or a good young pup. I like one that is, that, that will go tree a coon when you cut it loose. And, uh, I still enjoy that part of it more than, than any of the rest of the parts. Um, I don't enjoy them as babies no more and I don't enjoy them old, uh, as much as I do one that's just, ready to fire cut him across the field and go tree a coon um i think you gotta you gotta put the time into it as much time as you can it's like anything else we do whether it's getting ready for a softball tournament or or, or uh, a, a show or whether you race or what you do it's all about how much time you put in it and you're gonna get out what you put in so i think it's important to have you know to have the best equipment you can have and uh probably buy the best best puppy you can have and then and then spend as much time with it from there as you can um that would be my my outlook on it you know you've you've had a stud dog probably 10 15 plus years now does it not get old it's always having to be at somebody else's mercy 
Um, a dog has to be bred at a pretty much a certain time. Certain time, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not too bad. I guess there's there's a look at it like this. You know, it, it, um, uh, every job sucks. You just try to find one that maybe sucks less <laughs> um, than than others, or one you can take. I, I guess that's the best way I can put it. One that sucks less. Um, no, it don't. Um, I enjoy the people. Um, I enjoy all the people that come, and I've said it a couple times on this you know if it wasn't for them guys then then we wouldn't be here um but man i enjoy trying to raise and make and 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 breed good coon hounds so i'm always trying to give the best product we could give and uh from there you just it's all whose hands that they, they, they get in but uh, they've been many of time on thanksgiving or christmas you know that my wife wasn't proud of me for breeding a female but i don't reckon i've ever turned anybody down on whatever day they was coming, you know, and I, I realized, heck, if I had one to breed, I'd hope, hope they'd done it for me. And right. I met a lot of, you know, good people along the way. Um, I met uh, a whole lot of my, my very best friends, uh, throughout this thing, um, this coon hunting deal. And, uh, I've hunted for man, uh, you know, with Stanley and then, and then to, to Russell and, and Leon, JC, and now Randy, you know, I've, I've partnered up with, I don't think I could get a better bunch. Um, and the success them people's had, um, they made their, you know, mark on me. So I, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, we're going to keep doing it and uh, working on the next next big thing, you know. And you, you were talking about all the partners you've had. Um, and is that, is that something you know when you were when you were looking to go hunt for somebody and and did, did did you have to did you study a lot about you know what what can i accomplish with this guy as a partner or was it something that just kind of as y'all went on it kind of developed into just kind of evolved you know i mean i wouldn't have uh, thought if they if they, somebody would have said well you're going to partner up with randy morgan you know while we was partners with jc i wouldn't have seen that coming you know and, and just how it went you know it's kind of funny how this this whole circle works you know and uh randy farmed a lot of jc's ground and was good friends with him and and uh it just kind of how it all involves is uh is just kind of odd you know um but no i probably wouldn't have midwestern laser works is a small business dedicated to providing top tier laser engraving services to their valued customers with quality and satisfaction as their top priority if you're in need of any custom laser engraved services please do not hesitate to contact midwestern laser works today there's no order too large no order too small everything from tumblers to business cards you can find out more on facebook find them at midwest laser works contact owner bryce matthews for more information there's a link in the description box below well uh so we've kind of at the beginning we got into a lot of the dogs but there were some that we kind of just kind of skimmed over we mostly just got into the ones uh the ones that you'd studied out and, and echo but t take us back you and randy both take us back to that night uh at chkc world hunt with with dark side because that was just i remember watching that play by play and i was like my god what a what a beating this little this little dog is putting on him uh and then of course y'all 
y'all lost her soon after that, right? Yeah. Was it the next? How soon? How soon was it that she got? Was it immediately the next morning, or was it? So we uh, we had uh, we hunted that final cast, and, and of course that was probably to that date to, to that time. Um, I don't ever remember seeing anything quite, you know, we they was live. Somebody was, was live feeding that cast, you know. Yeah, that was one of the first. First ones I remember mm-hmm. really being a live feed on the final. And I don't know if she treated about five coons, I think, you mm-hmm. know, in, in Paducah, Kentucky, Aurora, Kentucky. You know, it was uh, it was just pretty wowsy. Uh, she could do that, and we knew it. We'd seen her do it before. It wasn't like we hadn't seen her do it before. But, but to do it on that stage, you know, was uh, – was like the right time when well, we win that thing and uh we went to eat well, joe gross was with us the next morning we all went to eat at, at patty's restaurant you know and uh i noticed her kind of get out of the dog box a little bit lame you know and uh didn't think much of it but when we got home the next day monday kind of noticed her not putting her her right rear down just right kind of sitting on her toes, took her to the vet. Um, the vet immediately really didn't know what was going on, but sent me to Ohio State. And there for there for a week, they did every test uh, known to man. You know, they found a tick in her inner eardrum. Um, didn't know whether it was that or whether it was blasto or whether it was some kind of neurological deal if a piece of her spine had broke and, and shot off uh it was just floating around out there. But anyway, after lots and lots of tests, the basic uh, end of it, uh, you know, she, she probably passed away, I want to say, that next Monday. So she lived a week. Well, we wanted to do a autopsy, you know, because, of course, you're, you're thinking, okay, we just won the world hunt. You wouldn't think there would be nobody out there that would do anything to her. Well, we don't know, you know. So we're in limbo for three months of uh, – it might not have been three months, but it was a good month before we even wow. told anybody she died. You know, yeah. Um, it was a, it was, it was probably three months. I'm gonna guess uh, two months anyway. Well, as as yeah. devastating as that was, uh, y'all were. It was pretty amazing how y'all were able to just pick up and keep rolling. Because uh, a, a lot of people that would just that would leave such a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. You, you know, after. After being that high, and then just the floor falling out from under you, it yeah. was a it was a wild ride. The autopsy come back that it was an autoimmune deficiency. So in other words, she could have had just a. It uh, rarely happens in large breeds of dogs, but anyway, she could have had a small infection, and her body sends herself into overdrive to fix it. And if they would have caught that in time, you know they they could have done you know give antibiotics to to compensate it for it, but. They couldn't give her steroids or antibiotics because they didn't know if she had some kind of fungal infection or, you know, there was a lot of tests that wasn't out. So that was just a freak crazy deal. Believe me, I thought about quitting. I probably did. Uh, yeah, we raised her. I mean, she, yeah, she, she, yeah, she you was, know, like, you know, you know from she was a puppy. mojo and then off of a female called Pocket who I had, which was, mm-hmm. we had her mama's side for, heck, I don't know, maybe three or four generations. Um and she probably was the best, uh, no doubt in my mind, to, to me, the best female that we've had uh, to date. You know, she yeah. was the, she was top of the line. But somehow we just picked back up and said, let's go. Yeah, well, we kind of, <laughs> I'm sorry to bring up all the, the the bad part about that, but 
Randy, uh, for you especially, winning that hunt right here close to home uh, in such a dominating fashion and uh, and just all the all the history that's at Aurora, you know, all the, yeah. out of all the world hunts that's been held there. That was before I came along, but I I hear all the stories about everybody at the tennis center and just all the all the great hunts they had down here. So, what 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 did that mean? Did it mean more to you than some of the other stuff y'all won? Because it's right here at home and a, a dog that you raised from a baby and yeah, it, it meant a lot to me. She she was special. I I enjoyed I really enjoyed hunting her and. And she was a pretty easy dog to hunt. She didn't cause you no trouble. You didn't have to worry about, you know, getting in a culvert or something. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. No, it, it, was, it was special. It was. It was special. It's probably. It, it was. And, uh, and you know, like I say, she's, unlike Scott, she's my all-time favorite female, you know. Yeah, yeah, she definitely, man, that thing was uh, ultra good and, her days were cut short. Only got to breed her once, and and uh, yeah, well, he's really looking forward. That's crazy. Get, that getting pups out of her, you know. That, I'd I'd hunt her for a month or two. You know, she was young, and of course, she made too many trees when she was a baby. You know, she'd make a lot of trees here and there, and then I'd send I'd get sick of her and send her to Randy's. He'd hunt her for a month or two and get her kind of squared away, and 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 then I'd get her back and you know win with her some and. Then she'd get to kind of goofing off. I'd have to send her back to Randy. So we, <laughs> she, we kind of, Artrum, Artrum even uh, put some time in on her. Well, she she was a special, special dog. But she but, but for what she did at her age, she was a good one. Is there, is there any more dogs that we hadn't, hadn't touched on that y'all would like to talk about? <sighs> I don't know. I guess that pretty well covers what me, me and Scott's done. done. Uh, there's a lot more of them. But. Well, we, we, there's dogs. we could probably talk all weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of them. But no, that's, that's been the special ones. Most memorable moments. Well, we got Randy. I want, I want to hear about the, the, the Toby Keith hunting trip. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I went down there, went down in Oklahoma. I don't know. It's been, been a good while ago, probably 10 years ago or longer. And uh, then there's a hunting camp. And uh, anyway, as a Reggie was having some kind of big coon hunt down there. Anyway, I went down a week early, and uh, Joe Don's cousin, Stuart's cousin, had a place down there. Anyway, we was down there. I was down there coon hunting, and they was hog hunting. And uh, I go coon hunting every night, use their ranger. Anyway, it's it's some beautiful hunting. Timothy Ball lived right there in that area. He hunted down there, too. And... uh Anyway, so it's a bunch of people there. So anyway, I can't cook anything or can't do anything. And I didn't know none of these guys. They, but they's all nice, and they all like to shoot guns. Had a bunch of guns and everything. And uh, anyway, I come in one morning. I ain't ate nothing. It's been about 36 hours since I had a darn thing to eat. <laughs> anyway, hey, and, and they all drinking. You know, they never, hell, no, nobody never cooked anything. And we had fish and potatoes and everything around there, you know. Anyway, so I woke this guy up. I thought that, you know, knew more about anything around there than anybody. And I asked him, fix me something to eat. You know, if he fixed me something to eat. And he said, yeah, I'll get up and fix you something to eat. <laughs> anyway, he got fixed me some fish, and I peeled some potatoes. He fried them for me. And uh, anyway, and all that, and it was all good, you know. And anyway, we talked and, you know, carried on and went on there. And, this, you know, I think I stayed another day and a night. 
And I finally had all I could take, and I went and got a motel room, took a, took a shower, and laid there for days, <laughs> then went to the hunt. And uh, anyway, come find out on the way home, it was Toby Keats that fixed my <laughs> fix, fix, fix my food for me. Anyway, I didn't, and I still didn't mean nothing. I, 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 you know, I was all, I was on speakerphone in a truck, and uh, they said, uh, and, you know, Toby Keith. He, I can't believe you got him up, made him cook you something. I said, well, why? You know, I didn't know who Toby Keith was. <laughs> anyway, then they, uh, they, they, they ragged me about that forever. You know, I, it. It had <laughs> been Ted Nugent, I'd known it, but I didn't know Toby Keith. <laughs> Randy, Randy's a rock and roller man. Oh, but, uh, but I'll tell you what, he's a heck of a good man. Anybody you can wake up out of a dead sleep and get up and fix you something, got to be a heck of a good guy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and hey, you wouldn't know him, man. He had a hat pulled down, old hat pulled down, and just rough and tough as anybody out there you know and hey he just he and like i said there's parts where four guitars sitting around there i never seen him pick up one of them sang some <laughs> other guys did and you know i he, i never would have picked him out as being a country you know he's just good as he could be you know had old fixed up jacked up truck he run around in and he uh he just was a regular regular guy you know and i was that- pretty i was really impressed well, that's the, that's the thing about it, running, you know, running all over the country to, to all these coon hunts and the people you might run into and the, the, the things that might happen while you're out doing this is just insane, you know. There's just, there's so many stories and good, good memories, good friends that I've met doing this that, uh, I never would have, anywhere else, you're not going to find it. really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as i did if you like what you heard here go on over to facebook give us a like at coon hunting you also go to apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review it really helps us out and remember if you need a new hunting light do not overlook superior they make an awesome light best customer service in the business man their walking light and double red is the brightest i've ever seen use coupon code chu podcast at checkout at nighthunters.com you can find the link in the description box below this coon hunting university is a product of audio hound productions until next time y'all have a wonderful day